welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. So, when we get together and all of our topics, anyone who's new, it's always about you being able to become the functional adult. And whether you're mystic or not, uh, you don't need to believe in mysticism, woo-woo pseudoscience lady. For those who do not believe in these lovely areas of tarot, Akashic records, or Reiki, and for those of you who might have other opinions, uh, we respect all opinions, but here's where respect means you respect me, I respect you, and then that's why functional adults, when I've shared with people that I work with and with people that I know, so as a conscious lover, my polyamory status has never been met with insults uh, by any one of those individuals that I've met along my path. The ability to be able to be here is thanks to me having what is a whole three-year-old heart, so no shame of being Maria, okay? And that's why it's important to know to use your name. 5D mystics use their name, their human name, and therefore the part about knowing that is where it's a person who has healthy self-worth, stays grounded in the land of the living, does know about the mind's eye, but we don't deviate and distort it with the ancient uh, silverbacks who actually have... Um, is it called so when they use the name of jesus and god they have the whole devil story so like with reiki there are theologians who have made it their mission to uh with their own qualitative approach uh, try and make arguments for why reiki would be the not holy spirit and it's all energy so smart people know what holy spirit is i've, I've talked to religious individuals but again with all due respect because i need to remember that Every person has a different subjective experience. You want to remember that too. And this is number one right here. Communication style of functional adult conversations. It's not always this calm when we're lovers, for example. This is the part. No, no. You can better bet we have a lot of passionate moments. So anybody who's new, uh, this is where it's all about becoming the adult version of you, which is easy for whole healthy self-worth people and I've met the ones who don't have healthy self-worth and they don't actually think that they need a good therapist but they're very re ready and prepared to insult their twin flame and twin flames and they're ready to use their clairs and say that they know everything and here's where we get squirrels from lovely Cusco land in the emperor's new groove when we are in relationships uh, that are potential for moving into the future right uh, when you have functional adults you will have a conversation but it can get passionate and also there are those experiences that we get to learn about in time so as i was trying to just give the gist of who i am what our episodes are always about and it is for people who want to and can easily work with their own heart you have a three-year-old heart you know humans are awesome and that's straight as it gets if you have a human suffering love narrative this is not your place if you believe in a devil as if it's a one truth and you're not open to their no uh, there's other truths and i just shared with you mine and more than just that i have attachment and trauma information that actually proves to me that there's no demonic possession neuroscientists data that i actually as a human being speaking uh, with mysticism again it's not giving us answers to everything but as a mystic i can share with you Every person that I've ever met is a human being. Um, when I meet 4D mystics who talk about my loved ones, and that's Twin Flames and Oversoul, all of it, 
as dark auras energy vampires the reality is i be quiet because i have a person who has unresolved trauma of their own and they're not going to a good therapist okay so on that note i welcome as you all know everyone but i am looking to make clear we we do emotional building here uh, you learn how to be a grown-up so functional adult it's a love language and we get to use it all the time we don't always have the ability uh, to speak because sometimes people choose silence and then they ruminate. That's for those who don't make choices. Okay, so we're going to have an episode upcoming about, uh, we've already discussed a couple of times when you're um, a conscious lover, polyamory or monoamory, but you have to basically uh, deal with those who uh, walk away or come and go and uh, what we have to share about that so I've been looking to share a little bit of those stories Uh, I think we'll do it around the 10th or so I'm still deciding because we have some very important energies about as you all expand your energy body it's been a couple days since our lovely tutu portal and I believe we have a new moon at some point okay so when in the conscious sphere you are here you know functional adult communication conversations and so you also know when instead you have a person who has unfinished business and that would mean they have unresolved trauma so they don't know how to tell you it's their own business Uh, we don't need to tell them anything like pachas and so uh, conscious lovers are pachas we shake and mean it Uh, here's where sad guru why do certain people irritate you question mark simply because they are not the way you expect or want them to be yes uh, here's where ram das phd when you are down here in your soul in that plane of consciousness you forget the fear or anxiety or feeling of inadequacy and this is one of nicbm's courses talking about practicing mindfulness and how it can support people nicbm is for therapists and counselors consultants they share with us courses that help us to work with people. In this case, uh, it's working with a person's brain and helping them and their mind. And you actually find good therapists will always work with your brain, your mind, and your body. And they will inform you of being a person and your implicit stuff and a lot more. So uh, I bring together human spiritual and spirituality elements. And a 5D mystic, in fact, will talk to you about people they're all life, they're all love, and they're all, in fact, uh, a full-fledged potential of life. They're all able and if they have a challenge, this is why we have good therapists. Okay, so if you're a person who takes ownership of your emotional mental plane and you love humanity, then you're going to have fun. And you can keep tuning in. If you want to hear that you have a saga or drama with a twin flame or twin flames for that matter, or that there are dark auras or energy vampires, then you're not in the right spot. If you're a person who does know cheaters, liars, stealers, da da da, all of that is not a person that you will cast a stone because you understand what I just said about those who have unfinished business and that they did not get to start life in a household where they were safe. You understand it's not about justification. We learn how to do communication and the style of our conversations are functional adults. Again, if you don't enjoy being a functional adult, you shouldn't be here because inspiring human potential, now it's infinite. And our mammalian heritage is you in your actual flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, and stable brain. And if you are not easily able to take those emotions, then I'm going to share once again, there's a window of tolerance, and that means that you need a good therapist, Daniel Siegel. 
The simplest way of defining trauma is that it is an experience we have that overwhelms our capacity to cope. Okay, so when people have human suffering love narrative, we'll look at that one in the other episode, uh, they actually use rumination and they create stories and then they spit out vengeance uh, from their mouth. And this is women with uh, men in particular, I've seen and heard them all around, how they insult individuals uh, that um, essentially are unfinished business. There are people who need a good therapist. There's no reason for those women to insult them. There's no reason for anyone to insult anyone unless they're obviously 3D, 4D ancient silverbacks. And that would be, again, people who don't know about people and trauma and how life begins. And they want to believe in a story and that's where they can go. We're learning how to use our lovely words to communicate as adults. Okay, so when you're a conscious lover and you know functional adults communication and conversations, whether you are again in polyamory or monoamory relationships, you don't insult individuals, you have conversations. If people that are presented to you don't know how to have conversations, you don't lecture them about it either. If you're growing up and a grown up, I don't know your age group, but I definitely know I include that it's an explicit podcast. I'm assuming you're all adults. When Pachas meet Cusco's, this is how I'm going to use my wording right now, we don't lecture Cusco's, uh, so I will be able to speak as a woman, heterosexual, polyamory, and so with that in mind, 44 years of age, Western, all that good stuff, so that we can make sure we understand what it means to be a person who can acknowledge what your own way of being is, and then to be able to hold it, put it to the side, but no, it's not going to go away. I'm Maria. I'm determined by a series of events that have gotten me to be here today. And you don't have to, in fact, be in any type of relationship with me. Like I don't have to be in any type of relationship with you. And then when you're actually potentially projecting adaptive child Cusco manners, I don't have to, and I will not, as a functional adult, lecture you. Okay, so in the immaturity version of this as a teenager with my lovely teenage boyfriend so yes we all begin immature but the difference is when you have a whole three-year-old heart you don't chip away at yourself you don't put yourself to the side and you don't change who you are although people will say you do okay because as a kid did I dream of wedding bells Uh, no but I did love wedding dresses I had a bunch of books all magazines all this lovely stuff you know and um, that's where it was really fun to, to look through, I can never forget how many of those different magazines. And to this day, I love I love dresses, but I don't actually wear them that much because, you know, you need to have galas and dress-up balls to do that. We're not living in the medieval times. <laughs> when you know how to share life with people based on different opinions uh, from the heart, that is, you learn how to be a functional adult. Now, whether that is organically or through again good therapy that depends on the person but it is because you are able to say I'm a person you're a person and when you're talking to me no matter how many different ways data points I'm going to know they're your data points whether it's religious or political and any of that when you are able to just say this is who I am it's who you are okay so no matter how many years of age you will have had 
if you again know this experience you'll be able to resonate if you don't you learn how it is for some of us to handle ourselves with people who don't actually like us that's all you're learning okay and in the relationships that could be potential ones uh, let's talk about that one first so we have the focus of that other episode is on when we deal with those who come and go and walk away because of course in any of the plane of personal development at least and that plane of being an individual you will have the so-called love bug (laughs) okay and love bug is actually cute and funny at the same time i know that uh the zero one-year-old of people who don't know what the love bug is is actually where i personally can share with you all about how easy it is to regulate your nervous system when you're having what is called the primal attachment panic for my polyamory community, this would be something that can take place when the secure attachment figure, that would be your number one out of two, if you will, or number three, it all depends. It depends if you're the one who brought the polyamory into the equation, okay? So I'm a person who has twin flames, and I didn't have the word polyamory, but I had the ability as a person who is a pacha, so I shake a hand and I tell the truth and nothing but the truth, because if I'm going to share my life with you, why would I dare lie to you? And if I'm family, again, why would I dare lie to you? So the part about us not lying, it is something that means I would share with you something important. When it comes to our opinions, those are important things. Some people call them belief systems. Some of us, we don't actually consider them belief systems. But if we have to discuss, we'll say, fine, okay, you want to say believe in it, that's okay. Use that word. Uh, Like when we say we don't have opinions and people say, but yes, you do. And then we're like, okay, wait, yes, I have opinions, but I don't make them statements. Okay, so the different ways a person who's flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, and stable will be something you will be able to notice because that's the way our integrated brain works. Thank you, Daniel Siegel, for FACES. It's an acronym. Also, what you'll notice is that the same type of brain has what is called the ability to be present. And so that's because we're curious, open, aware, accepting, and loving. We're not using our brain with our past from our implicit bias cultural beliefs all of that from anything uh, to use our top down which means your left chit chatter or your bottom up your nervous system to do anything so when i look in the eyes of a person i look at them and i see a human being they don't have a weapon i don't see a person i can't trust no i see a human being if they begin to get agitated i'm going to notice one my nervous system but i'm also going to notice because the tone they have Okay, so the more you practice being a functional adult in the communication and that's with conversations, whether it's with conscious lovers or not, uh, it will be because you're a conscious human being. So lovers, you only love when your body is actually in its um, ventral vagal nervous system state, meaning you're at ease to be yourself. And why do I say love? Because love is the oxytocin gene hormone. And so uh, that's the part of where people think love means uh, you and I get into bed and do something called sex. Because see, that's not love. That's a bunch of sex hormones. And that involves a part of that lovely brain of ours. And uh, the reality, though, is that's a number of other 
chemistry. I'm talking about the oxytocin gene hormone, which I got to learn from Stephen Porges. Him and his wife were going to write a book on love and share how love is not actually something that happens if it's not re it's if, if it's not met. So unrequited love, the whole human suffering narrative, it's bullshit. Now we have people out there that are also other sciences, and in fact, they will tell us how Stephen Porges has yet to prove his theory. That's why he's still researching it, so he can continue building the quantitative data. That way, at a certain point, it will be written in Wikipedia, it's been proven. But no, it's not proven yet. However, we have a lot of people who, they don't have proof, but they want to use ancient stories and texts and Romeo and Juliet to say, oh no, but love has to be drama. And some of us know uh, bullshit because we will actually live the whole oxytocin gene hormone in our body that Stephen Porges talks about. And as he explains it in one of my courses, it's when you can sit with somebody and know that you're safe. And that's because not of uh, the external. No, no, not that way. It's actually one, it began where we could sit together and be not afraid of the animals that would come chase us from when our actual ancestors began to be able to sit down together. And that's why we also have shame. It's an emotion that let people know, oh, the tribe doesn't find you valuable. You're going to get cut out, and then you're going to get eaten. And so our body actually has memory of that. Now people, again, they'll believe in the uh, biblical texts and devils and demons, but they won't believe in this stuff. When they hear it, I know it in the pseudoscience lady way because I don't remember all of the names of the people who did the data researching, but I do know they exist because I got it told to me by the ones who do know how to regurgitate all of these data points and they know probably a lot of numbers that I don't know. So I actually do have proof, but I'm not trying to prove shit to anyone because I'm actually talking to those who have the human love narrative. The ones who would want to be proven uh, they're not tuning in and having fun they're doing something else uh, probably I don't even know why they're bothering actually because see if you're a conscious lover you'd know that you only have 24 hours in a day you would want to spend it with the things you love doing not with the aspects you want to criticize but then again some people have that big of a human suffering bug uh, that they literally enjoy picking apart something Little do they know that it's an illusion because as uh, you're picking something apart, the energy of shame, uh, biochemistry of fear, your survival mode is online and you're not actually using your higher social functioning energy or brain, excuse me. And what I'm trying to get to is when you're doing something with an agenda, it's not curiosity. So your entire body is going to be working in a way that doesn't involve love. So anyways, that's why it's a teenager's world when you see the people who actually try really, really, really hard to make themselves be copycats or destroy things, destruct, and it's really sad. From the unfinished business awareness mind of my own. Okay, so as I was trying to get to Stephen Porges, him and his wife were going to write a book but the publishers said, no, no, that doesn't work. People want the drama. They believe love to be unrequainted. It's not going to sell. And so they didn't write it. That's unfortunate. It would have been nice for them to write it. So as he continues to prove the polyvagal theory, we'll continue, though, to use what we do know so far, which is when I can sit in a room with you and I know that you accept me for who I am, and so your left mode is not chit-chatting, and your body is not uh, afraid of me. There's no 
shit coming up. Attach, cry, collapse, submit, please appease, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, flop, drop. Which those who do have unfinished business don't understand that they're actually all in defense mode. So um, when you begin to have low self-esteem come up, a person who doesn't have low self-esteem will not be reactive. As you poke around trying to get underneath the skin, because that's what a person who begins to have their low self-esteem come up will do. Because again, their lifeline is uh, hanging on a thread. And they have behaviors that stem from 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. All those charges that are very explainable. And therefore, the conscious lover will know, hmm... I know what healthy self-worth is. So as a teenager, I knew what healthy self-worth was when this boy that I liked, uh, he would tease me and say we couldn't be a couple because I was short, I still am, and he was tall. And I remember going and buy, uh, at the time, there were these beautiful platforms, the, the or what are they called? The they're, look, they're like the shoes that looked like the 60s. So the high, high ones, tall, tall, tall ones. I forget what they're called in English. I think I forget the name and the time right now. But anyways, it was a style in a 1996, okay? So that's when I was a 16-year-old. And I was wearing these shoes. They were coming out, and I was like, they're very nice. I was very happy to have them. Now, as a person, what I can remember from my horrible memory is that I bought them because I liked them, but also I did go to show them off to my friends and to the tall boy. Okay, so the tall boy looked at me and said, you know, we still can't be a couple because you're still short. And in that moment, I smiled. So we would flirt and, and, you know, I knew he was an asshole because that's what an asshole does. And this is where he didn't chip away at my confidence. In the moment he shared and said that, I'm like, you know, again, I wouldn't curse. For my regular listeners, I didn't curse as a teenager. But I did know in my brain what an asshole he noticed the shoes, but he had to remind me that we couldn't be together. And yet here he is flirting and being, you know, but hey, who, who cares? I'm a teenager. I'm having fun. And nothing happened except for flirtations. Okay, so this is why <laughs> it's fun to be a grown up. Uh, grown woman, let me specify. My men friend remind me that I'm not a man. Uh, so I'm going to, in fact, disengage from talking about my womanly opinions about men because I respect my men friends who shared with me that I'm a woman and I don't know that uh, you know so I'm going to try and figure out how to express my actual opinion about that without becoming a person who's unnecessarily uh, lefty so okay the Stephen Porges book would have been great for me and any human love person because we do know about our oxytocin gene hormone so when I thought, what an asshole, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stop flirting with him. He's a dick. He's an evil son of a bitch. Any of that. I didn't exaggerate it. I was like, that's a little prick right there. But hey, who cares? I'm having fun. He's having fun. Nothing harmful is happening here. Nobody is imposing anything that would be actually uh, frightening or frightened. We're having fun. We're teasing with words. People who have healthy self-worth, they don't have an issue with words. People who don't have healthy self-worth, they have an issue with words. That's because they don't know their whole three-year-old heart, which is why they have unfinished business and should go to 
people like Patrick Tiahan, a therapist who talks to you about becoming your adult self. And that's where it ends. When I have had teenagers project their unfinished business and basically do things uh, with uh, psych education, I don't have anything to say to Cusco's as a pacha. And that's because, again, conscious lovers, we know how to use a functional adult body. Our integrated brain is flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable, which means that my higher social functioning areas of my human being, Maria brain, are working with or without Claire's. With Claire's, I know even more that I'm spot on. And as I learned how to harness my own differentiation of the self, because it's very easy when all you experience in your heart as a pacha, when you are with Cusco's who are not whispering in your ear, it, it takes actually, um, what is it called? It takes courage to tell a person to their face what you think about them. That's how I'm going to say it. Like it takes courage to actually do what is, I don't want to walk with you, Pacha, because you won't do what I want you to do. So I'm going to leave you here because I'm not going to walk with you. Instead, what does Cusco do? He shakes his hand. They go on a bridge, the bridge falls, and he leaves him, and then Pacha's thinking, why are you leaving me? Come get me. And he's like, oh, well, I was going to have you killed off. So Cusco shook a hand. He didn't mean it. And as he's walking away after saying, I was going to have you killed, Pacha yells, but you shook on it, and Cusco goes back. This is the Emperor's New Groove. For anybody who has not seen it, go ahead and watch it, because I use it as one of our stories. And he heads back and says, you need, you know, the thing about shaking hands is you need hands to shake. And he shows him his hoofs because he's turned into a llama. So he's basically being an asshole to Pacha. They get off this bridge because something happens. I won't tell you all of it. And Pacha says, okay, we have to head to the castle. And Cusco looks at him like, what? You're still going to stay here and stick around after I was that fucking ass? He doesn't say any of this shit, but that's what he's thinking. I was a dick. I was going to leave you to die. did all this shit, and you're still going to prom- You're still gonna keep your promise. Is basically what Cusco is like, huh? I'm surprised now. How did this human being do this? Oh, no. Okay, so let me share with you what a normal human being, and I shouldn't say normal, excuse me, what a person such as myself, a Maria, just a Maria, no mystic, no, no. That is something called, you know what? You rock, Pacha. That's how it's done. That's a human. They got a heart. They just don't know that they have unresolved trauma. And yeah, they were raised by Yzma, so it makes a complete bunch of sense that they're a little prick. But they're not a prick. They just adapted to their environment. And so, enough with the stories, because see, this is where, humanly speaking, my lovely brain works really well with all the information I've learned. And the 4D mystics, they are not uh, kind human beings. They're squirrels who use their clairs and yell at their twin flames or create coaching programs that are seriously beyond ridiculous. But I do know what they serve. They serve the human suffering love people who do not know that Stephen Porges and his wife are spot on as those other human suffering love educators who want to continue saying you need to suffer in order to expand consciousness okay so when a love person is in the room i raise my hand we know you know what's interesting uh being able to know that it's not true that you need to actually be in drama land because our survival mode was necessary for those animals out there and luckily we're in 2024 so love it's only when you're able to be 
yourself. Have fun. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have pachas out there. Those would be people who know that human beings don't suck. That when they don't understand what's going on inside of their 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, they don't make choice points that lead them to stay unconsciously loving. I got the opportunity to instead make a very, very beautiful choice. Thank you to lovely Jesus, but also to my meta-aware brain. As I contemplated all those teenagers, including the little asshole, <laughs> and said, wow, they don't know how to shake a hand and mean it and keep a word, and they're all just so dramatic. What the fuck? They do shit they shouldn't do. None of them are healthy. They all seem to think they're going to go somewhere. The way they're going, I don't even know. They might end up in jail. I don't think I'm going to be able to defend them because the law is pretty clear. And so you learn to just stay in your lane, which is what I did. In fact, I had a boyfriend, lovely boyfriend. He cheated, but he was not a bad person, nor are any of those other kids. But what I mean is he actually did share with me love and kindness. We were best friends before actually moving into a relationship. And everything else was something actually that I, Maria, knew what was missing from our relationship. So Here's what a conscious lover knows. We know what we give to each other and we know what is missing because we get to know each other. So when you get to know each other, what does that mean? We get to know each other's hearts. And I knew his heart and he knew mine. If there's anything sad about this story is the fact that he, because of what he chose, of course, and he's happy, which is all that matters, but he doesn't actually have uh, the ability to speak to me. Like, he can't. He physically can't because his companion, who instead her and I have a really good friendship, finally, again, it's really nice. One of my gifts as a mystic I can share, there's many things that I got to be a part of. And uh, one of that was this lovely woman letting me know how we're soul sisters. And it was because of dreams. That came to me, and because I didn't give a shit about any of those stupid, stupid people who like to say, oh, how, you're going to be a friend with a person who took your man? She didn't take shit. <laughs> if anything, he's the one who put us in the awkward situation when he decided to have us become friends and then not stick to his word. Hmm. So I would say he is the one who can be held accountable, not her. She actually, I tip my hat to. In fact, I will never forget when I shared that with my friends. I was like, of course I would stay friends. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> She's awesome. She did exactly what any person who loves would do. The only thing I said, she could have avoided becoming my best friend. She could have still had him. So that's the only thing I always shared in my friend group that I felt uh, was the part that could have been avoided. Now, every one of those people likes to judge this woman. I love to say this woman has balls fact that's exactly why he can't talk to me she has the balls not the other way around and in fact he doesn't have the balls and I don't want to be insulting but you know what men tell me about men is that they don't have balls when they're with women so you know I guess he meets the gender stereotype so he's not my man that's for sure and in fact that's why I tip my hat to her and that's why when a month after he broke up I'm like oh thank goodness she did me a great favor Oh my gosh, and the adults lied. Here's what I found out. It was not to insult him in any way, shape, or form to this day. What makes me sad is knowing we cannot be friends because I'm the ex, and it's been like a gazillion years, so it's actually hilarious in my head. 
I'm like, wow, is it the Scarlet Letter days or medieval? Who are we? Who? Well, but wait a minute. I'm the polyamory one. I'm the oddball in the room. So there you go. So yeah, I laugh about it in my head. And the people who don't understand, you know, they just are Cusco's all over the place. Anyways, what I was trying to get to uh, is the month after. I was like, wow, dude, I got a favor done to me. She took him and other men are way more fun to hang out with than he was. And I get to do a lot more fun stuff and meet people. And so I got to learn that the adult slide was not true that you love your first love more. I started to love more than ever. And then I said, wait a minute, but love, it's the same. It's always the same thing. It doesn't change. I love him the same as I loved him yesterday, even though he did all these things. And I love her the same as yesterday, even though she did all these things. And hmm, you know what? Love stays the same. But our bonds, that's a different story. Yeah, because, you know, we can grow closer. We don't. So for the however many years it took before we got to talk again, her and I weren't talking because they chose that they wouldn't talk to me. So that's why my friends were like, what? You want to stay friends with them? And one of my friends was like, don't you want to drag her down the street by her hair? And I looked at my girlfriend. And I said, I look at people when they're supposed to know me. And I'm like, excuse me? This is one of my bestest friends. I was like, what are you talking about? Don't you want to beat her up? Why? Why would I want to beat her up? She's so fun to hang around with. What does she have? <laughs> but she took him. No, she didn't. He's not my dog. I didn't have him on a leash. <laughs> and this is me at 19 or 20. This is the same girlfriend that when uh, we were with, with a bunch of people at a table <laughs> and, uh, and this woman, we're going to talk about this one. So this woman who then came to me for consult as a mystic, she asked me about something and I gave her uh, my shared thoughts. So um, <laughs> this woman, she I don't even think she knows the word polyamory. So this is the part of when it's humorous to see people. I don't know. Should I explain it? Should I leave it alone? You know, and so we're talking about I think it's men and their attention or some other usual gender stereotype and uh, <laughs> and my so I'm sitting in the middle there's this girl I forget her name then my other friend he's a guy the husband of my girlfriend the one that I've known since I was a teenager and so these two beautiful people are sitting next to me they're all beautiful but these are my these are my family they're they're in the future with me by the way these two human beings so for those of you who remember I know my future um and we're talking and the woman for some reason says something about don't you won't you get jealous aren't you jealous if your man you're on a date and he's talking to someone and I said no I'm polyamory and she's like well what I said I have more than one lover and more than one person that I can be interested in and I tried to explain it I think I don't remember but she basically didn't understand but my friend chimed in and said yeah maria's not jealous she's never been jealous at all and and because she knows about everything with this man teenager uh who's family to her and so my friend is next to me and he's like but wait a minute you're not just gonna not do anything i said no no i'm gonna tease him is what i'm gonna do <laughs> and i'm like what so they're like, what? What do you mean? You know, I said, well, there's a couple of options because of the way they presented the scenario is that I'm talking to a man. We're on a date and he begins to look over and look at another woman and he just keeps looking over. And so I was like, I'm not jealous. He's looking at someone. Obviously, she's beautiful or something's attracting him, you know, so he's he's paying attention. But of course, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you. So I said, no, I 
there's a couple of ways I think I would go about this one. And I think the first one that came out of my mouth was, I'm just going to go call the girl over. <laughs> just get up and go call her. That's probably the best thing so I don't have to involve him. But I said, well, let's wait a minute. Maybe I would be like, hey, so do you need me to go call her? You want to do shit about this? And what, do, what are we doing here? So I would say something. And that's when my guy friend said, okay, so you wouldn't just sit back and watch. I was like, well, no, I'm talking to him. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something. Doesn't mean I'm jealous. I don't give a shit. Uh, I mean, I will give a shit. It's not about him finding another woman attractive, though. I said I would give a shit because you're showing me that you're not listening to me, which means you don't want to be here with me, which means I don't know why you are sitting and don't have the balls to get up and leave. Because see, the minute you're starting to get uninterested in me is the minute that if you have balls in the book of a conscious lover, you're going to say, hey, you know what? My attention span is dwindling, uh, so I know that it seems like I'm going to insult you right now, but I really don't want to hear it, which, by the way, would be not an insult, but I'd be like, hmm, okay, I think we have different interests. Actually, this is what I get to learn as I share with you all these stories. In this moment, in my 44 years of life, the minute that a person finds me uninteresting, one, if they have the balls, I'm going to say, this is so great. At least you have a pacha handshake. You know how to speak your mouth and you know how to say your attention span is dwindling and you know how to say, yeah, I'm uninterested. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm thinking that we better not go on any more dates together because the minute you've just found uninteresting a conversation, I'm going to know I'm not going to change who I am. So I'm going to know you're uninterested in the type of person I am. So I'm going to not waste your time. We are good as friends and, you know, maybe we'll meet and chit-chat and flirt and just be, you know, funny buddies as we engage, which I have people, by the way, I have people that are like that. So here, let's transition. This is a love. This is a lovely gentleman and he's the one I get to have fun whenever I talk about polyamory. Okay, so this, this dude, now, he's awesome, even though he needs help. Uh, I don't know if he'll get help. I offered to help, but I said, only if you're serious. I said, if you're serious about personal development, I will, of course, accept money, all of it, but you need to be serious. And I was serious with this human being who does need help. They have gone through a lot of shit in their life, as all people do. I think they're intellectually smart enough to know uh, that the problem is they have a pattern, and their pattern is not like anybody else who doesn't go to good therapy. By the way, they have patterns they think are fine and that those of us who are trauma-informed are making big deals out of nothing. Now, this is the part that I know about my friends. They may roll their eyes. I'm going to bug the fuck out of them until I can in a moderate way, but that's the part. If it's a conscious lover, I'm going to bug the fuck. I'm going to say, um, okay, like I was saying, obviously you're uninterested. So I think we're out. We're done. Uh, nope, no second chances because you obviously, unless you can explain to me why your attention span went down the road, you can't. It physically happened. You have no excuse. And I'm not asking you to be an excuse. I'm saying you have a lack of interest intellectually in what I'm going to say. The minute you have rolled your eyes and gotten that. So again, if they have the balls to say the truth, which I have yet to meet men with balls. I'm going to say this as a person who's been on a number of dates with a number of people and a number of my friends who keep saying I'm not a man. I'm going to say they don't have balls in my book because you can only have balls if you have a pacha handshake, which means you know how to speak everything that comes in your mind. If you don't have that right there, it's called I know how to stand up for myself and speak again and again and again. And then I know how to say, you know what, you're right, because any common sense person, FYI, it's not about jealousy and it's not about me being insecure. If I right now, as you all tune in, when you tune in, I don't create content for people that are going to be bored. 
I don't create content for anyone that I know is going to be bored. I know you're going to tune in if you find it interesting. Because if you're a person like anybody else, you're ruled by your emotions, people. This is the one thing about love that nobody knows that this is. It's not about fucking anyone. No, no. When you wake up in the morning, who are the people you think of? When you're thinking about conversation, let me, let me ask you. So your amygdala is telling you every single one. If I say, who do you want to talk to? Somebody's going to come in your brain. I know that already. I don't need to know because I'm a mystic. I'm a human being. That's why the lovely teenager boyfriend, after a month of time, okay, what did you decide? I don't think of you when I wake up. Okay, we're done. Bye. And to this day, he and her are beautiful together. And this is why no one took anyone away. There were things that him and I didn't share and we to this day don't have in common. And one of them is my love for humanity and his actual complete, complete, oh my gosh, let's not even go there. You know, the saddest part, I'm not going to share that. It's unnecessary, but everybody can learn from their life. Uh, what he chose to do was not learn from it. Uh, he chose something different, but he's happy. And that's all that matters is when people find their meaning. And he has found meaning in his family, which is what a lot of people find. They find meaning in building their family. And he has a beautiful family. And that's what makes our hearts smile. When we see people, they're happy. They don't need to expand their consciousness to become enlightenment soul age group material. They can stick to their human suffering love narrative. No one's going to come down and beat them with a stick. Nope, that's not how it works. That's uh, 5D mystics will tell you all about beyond spirituality. So he's happy. That's all that matters. They're happy. And I get to be friends with the boss, which is her. And that's what matters. As for the rest, that's where people make their choices. And that's what it is. So back to the other story of my friend who I shared with him. If you're serious, of course I will help you. I will do anything I can to help you get into a good shape for yourself. I don't think they were serious. But long story short, my friend and I were having an interaction. <clears throat> and he's actually singing a song to me. This is a romantic song. It was really cute. So sometimes he gets flirty. And this was one of those <laughs> nights. For some reason, he was in a good mood, which makes me happy when I see him in a good mood. I'm always happy when I see someone in a good mood, though, because that means they're happy. So that's what compersion is, by the way. The polyamory community, those of us who are securely attached, we have compersion. And we don't freak out when our primal attachment panic kicks in because we know how to regulate our nervous system. So with my twin flames, the first one, I definitely had this primal attachment panic I read about. And it's because of the way she describes it in the Poly Secure book that I was like, okay, that, I remember that. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. And as I was explaining this thing, this thing took place. And I was like, shit, okay, that's what that was. Wow, that's amazing. And I remember knowing that with this lovely first twin flame out of threes, I was getting to mature my emotional body because I got to work to become more and more of the functional adult that I am. And this is where when you understand that that's your actual nervous system, it's not something you choose. It's when you emotionally uh, can, even if it's just a, a thought, you think you might lose someone, you're emotionally or mentally going to think you're losing your secure attachment figure. Okay, so that's where like with our parents, our parents are, well, for those of us who have secure attachment figures, of course, okay, so not all of us have had that that um, opportunity. But 
long story short, um, back to my friend as he's flirting and singing this love song to me as there's a live band and I'm just happy to see him happy. And I share with him, I say, um, you're being so happy. It's nice that you're comfortable finally as, as a friend. But I also made him know, I, I know that I don't know anything about you because in this relationship, he just talks a bunch of bullshit and just out to have fun. So I don't, I, I, I talk about who I am. I don't bullshit people. It's like, who, this is who I am, okay? So conscious lovers in general, we're just people who are ourselves. We don't do facades. People who like to go out to get distracted, guess what they do? They do facades. So like the tall boy who's like, oh, you're wearing heels, but we're not going to be a couple. The same thing goes with my friend, but I'm a grown-up now, and I'm like, don't you mess with me. I know that I don't know shit about you. So, so we can be fun, have fun, enjoy yourself. We're just, you know, having fun out here. That's it. It's meaningless because superficial stuff is meaningless to a person who has meaning uh, inside of our body. What does that mean? It means that I'm not wasting Cusco time. I'm Pacha. Okay, so that's why the part about the other story, if you're looking at somebody else, you have the balls to tell me I'm getting bored that's great as an adult I'm going to know okay this person and I do not share similar interests so we will have no secure base that means already we're down to only safe haven safe haven means when I'm in emotional distress you and I support each other by giving a hug and being supportive and having an ear and if that's not even there then we're really not doing anything at all except for what is going to be basically a secure connection in time. And so that's where our lovely bonds, the love stays the same. And that's our oversoul entirely, whether you are with a person or not, the twin flames included. And the communication stays as functional adults. So we get to be ourselves, they get to be them. And anything about the uh, lack of interest is not actually something that we have conversations about. So what we do do are those choice points. And that's why for those of us who have twin flames and we are 5D mystics, we don't have a saga to share. Now, if you ask people about our story, if you get people who do human suffering love, they will consider any form of tear that comes out of your face as drama. Just letting you know that. So if you ask other people, they're going to give you their interpretation of my twin flames journey. Just FYI. And anyone who's distorted in the years of our podcast, this, is, this happens. It happens in my personal life. I know it, it will happen, has happened in other circumstances because every one of us has what is called a subjective experience. So when you're assimilating my material, if you're present, and that means you are curious, open, accepting, and loving of Maria's subjective experience because I'm the voice story and individual who's walking you through what it's like to have functional adult communication conversations. I'm walking you through what it's like to be a healthy self-worth person. I'm not you. I'm walking you through what it means to be a pacha who knows that no human being independently from if they lie to you, if they steal from you, if they beat the living bejesus and shit out of you. I'm from my mouth sharing with you how an adult can say, I know that person has a human being heart and that they are not a piece of shit. Okay, so this is the part. Even in our worst, so for me, 
when I am around people that have known me my entire life, they will always remember things. So one of those would be, you did hate people when you weren't here. Uh, no, I said if I had to choose two people that I would hate, or excuse me, if I had to choose, if I hated people, I have two in my boat at the moment, at the time. Now I have one. No, not really. But if I am forced, I will still put the one in the box because that one, uh, he's not directly anywhere uh, in my uh, friendship zone at all. I was never friends with them. And uh, yeah, that's another story. So what I was trying to get to is others have interpretations of people's stories. It's the people who tell their story that can tell you how they feel. You don't have to believe in it. In fact, I will not be proving my heart to you because it's a muscle, as are my words are from air, which is why people who ruminate and create stories in their brains and don't talk to people, they exaggerate. There you go. So the storytelling of those who are human suffering, you can go and hear all about it, how they insult each other and their partners and da 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 da. Some of us, we talk about it. We know that people will distort it. Oh, you're gossiping. Oh, you're lying. Oh, you don't like this. Oh, you don't like that. I bet you have vengeance. I bet you have a bunch of different words. Uh, and here's where I was a teenager when I realized, and when I do this side thing, it's because there's so many of these people that are Cusco's out there. It's really interesting. Yes. So we're in a moment of great transformation, FYI. It's, again, a couple more days for this very beautiful expansion of light body for some of you who are settling into it. So we'll keep talking about conscious lovers and we'll talk about communication as functional adults. What you should understand, again, is pacha handshakes are direct. So we tell the truth. We have our little debates. We have our teasing. We don't uh, actually back off. If a person says, how dare you, we'll say, so sorry. And then we'll turn around and, again, we'll just be like, okay, let's go. I think we're done being friends. If they have the balls to say things as they are, we have the balls to say things too. And this is where we won't change our minds. In fact, we'll be like, no, no, the fact that you are uninterested in my conversations tells me that we have different interests. If you're not laughing with me and you actually find it stupid, it's okay. You have a right to find anything I say stupid. That's your brain. I'm no, then we are not a duo because we don't have intellectual interests. And intellect is very important for those of us who use our brain, which is why when men tell me that I need to know I'm not a man, I say I will be born a woman again, 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 as long as I hear any man telling me that men don't have a brain that they use. And that their only brain is something that is not a human being brain. And I don't care how many gender stereotypes you throw in my face. I'm going to be, I plead the fifth. I'm going to turn around. I have nothing to say here except for, can I go now? Uh, that's a wrap. So when we do have to uh, actually learn this. So what I mean is I didn't know all of this right away since a teenager till... Uh, I'm going to say 30, 30 something, yeah, about my mid-30s, I began to clearly notice some things, going to say around my age of 40, see, that's a long time, isn't it? So around the age of 40 is when I was uh, brought to the awareness that no, there's not the one, at least not for me, because if you don't have a physical integrated brain, you cannot be the one, I, I will... I, I, I'm sorry, you can't. Uh, 
So finding that one out is a bit of a shocker because again, when you believe in the intellect, and I do, of humanity, it's really challenging with especially twin flames to think that none of them actually have the ability to use their left and right mode of the brain. Now, the part that I need to make sure you understand is I today know that people who have unfinished business and they don't take it seriously, so hurt people who don't go to good therapy, it isn't something that you can hold, and I don't personally hold it in their accountability box, because they don't believe in the good therapy. So I would be unfair in the moment that I know they're not able to use their right mode because they're overwhelmed to hold them in any where or respect accountable and that's why I love that I have the book determined even though I didn't get from that book what I'm going to want to get from it I still love that I'm going to be able to read about what he has to say because there is no free will if a person has attachment traumatization and refuses to actually use their intellectual brain the smart the left mode to find out good information and then go to good therapy while Patrick Tiahan, who is a childhood trauma survivor, and he is healing, and so for him, it's very important to share with his community, and there's a post he did just a couple of days ago, I am not a person who has had that experience. I know of unconditional love from the minute I can remember, and so I will not be a person who's unfair. It would be unfair of the person called Maria to expect a man to be held accountable when they're telling me that they don't use their human being brain, the cerebral one. So with all of the respect in my hat, when I see quote unquote an asshole, I'm going to know they need a good therapist, but I better bet not to be the one to tell them because I ain't going to be in that room. There's no functional adult to be found. What I got is a teenager and I'm going to be completely uninterested in that one as I already have my superficial friends that I have fun with, and they are awesome men, and so I'm safe with them. They accept me as 5D mystic, woo-woo lady, polyhamory. I don't need to worry about any physical safety, and I can have fun with them, and they also, too, because nobody's actually insulting. Nobody talks down to the other. There's only teasing, as adults can do once there's enough, at the very least, you know, self something to be able and uh, be enriched by the diversity of this rainbow of colors. But uh, as for if you ask me about twin flames or soulmates, our entire oversoul mystics, there's not anything called divine timing. There's called you're human and I'm a human and trauma and attachment. And if anyone wants to use the word smart, that would mean they will have come across the good therapist. If they have not, they're not smart. They don't have the emotional stuff in the forefront. If you're smart, you know you're an emotional being. And if you say, no, I'm not, you're going to say, liar, liar, pants on fire. Why am I lying about my emotions to myself? I can go figure this out in 2024. Not in the 1960s. No, no, not then. Until the 1990s, they actually were saying, as long as you don't hit a kid with a frying pan, it's okay. So this is why, please remember, we have not been consciously aware of the attachment and trauma information that we are today. So that's another reason. There's a lot of old folk. I'm old now. There's a lot of my old friends. They don't actually like to hear when I say, you know, for a couple, you want to go to therapy. No, but 
It's not romantic. Well, you both seem to be emotionally unavailable, immature, and you have trauma stuff going on right now. It's not healthy. Look into trauma bonding, please. I've shared that recently with one of my friends. Hopefully they'll look into it so that they can actually get out of what is uh, trauma bonding and toxic stuff. You know, hey, they're, they're smart. They got degrees, by the way. So there you go. They got education. They're not poor. They're, they're even working but they seem to know about the human suffering love narrative. So uh, we'll be back with more. We don't do that part, but we do share with them love and hopefully they can get good trauma therapy stuff so they can, you know, get into the love button and be conscious lovers, functional adults. Tune on in for more. Have a good one.